Well, good evening, and welcome once again to The Word in a Year. My name is Jason Brown, and uh, I just want to welcome you once again to this time where we just get to spend a few minutes in the Word of God. Uh, Once again, it's always such a pleasure to uh, be able to get together with fellow brothers and sisters um, that are of like mind and faith, that believe that God can do anything and know and trust Him to do it. And, uh, you know, all throughout the Word of God, that's what we see. We see that so many times a situation looked just hopeless. You know, there's an old uh, saying that says, you know, Jesus could never attend a funeral because, man, He would show up on scene and the dead would be raised and the party would start. And, you know, it was uh, it was putting the undertakers out of business. That's the God that we serve. And we still serve him today. We still have the same God with us that was with us back then. That walked the face of this earth and taught us how to live and taught us how to walk and how to talk and uh, how to do the things that we were supposed to do in our hearts and in our lives. He taught us those things and then gave us the power to be able to do greater things than he did. And when you think about the word greater things, <laughs> I mean, that that just means that the sky is the limit um, on what we can do if we trust God. And I know that that has uh, always been one of my um, anthems in life is to trust God. My favorite passage of scripture is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. You know, if we would just live by that scripture right there, if we would just realize just how good God is in our hearts and in our lives every single day, Can I just tell you that putting all your trust in him is all that you need to do? You don't have to worry about anything else. You don't have to trust in anything else. In fact, in the Bible, it says men trust in chariots and horses. But I trust in the name of the Lord my God. That's, That's what we have to do. We don't have to trust in... In all of the um, craziness that's going on in this world, and all of the things that are that are taking place, those are all things that are already um, he already knew. He already saw them coming. Nothing took him by surprise. But he's put us Christians here on this earth to ensure that the gospel is still preached to the ends of the earth. He put us Christians on this earth to ensure that people have the answer. When they've looked everywhere else, they would have the answer. And the answer is found in the Word of God. And uh, so I'm just so thankful once again 
that you've chosen to join us tonight um, for just a few more minutes uh, in the Word. So we're going to go ahead and uh, open up with a word of prayer tonight. And then we're going to get started reading in Numbers uh, once again. Uh, if you've missed the last couple of podcasts, um, I really encourage you to go back and listen to um, what it is that uh, that God has spoken over these last two um, wonderful podcasts. Um, I believe that uh, he's given a couple of great words um, for us and, and for our churches and for our lives um, that everybody needs to hear and everybody needs to share because your friends and your family need to know the same thing that, um, that God had a plan. Most importantly, that you have an identity in Christ, that you are somebody in Christ. You know, maybe, maybe you've never heard that before. Maybe you've never heard that you're somebody. Maybe throughout all of your life, you were told you were a nobody. Listen, I was there. I was there. I was bullied. I was, uh, there, there were times in school where I felt like just running away and never coming back. But God was always there. And he gave me an identity in him. That identity is that you're the head and you're not the tail. That identity is that you're the apple of his very eye. That identity is he knows you so well. He knows every single hair on your head. And for some, that might be more than others. But he knows every single hair on your head. He's called you by name. You are chosen. The Bible says that we are a chosen generation. That we are a royal priesthood. That we are a peculiar people. To show forth the praises of our God who has called us out of darkness and into marvelous light. That's in 2 Peter. So we have an identity in Christ. And as we've seen in the book of Numbers, we've seen where God gave the children of Israel an identity. He broke them up into into teams of people that were going to do the things that need to be taken care of in the churches and need to be taken care of in the tabernacle and the temple and all those different things. And so that's what we've talked about. And so we're going to pick it up in Numbers chapter 7. And we're going to read just a couple of chapters tonight. Um, So if you would, would you open up with a word of prayer with me? Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you for every single person that is joining us tonight, Lord God, and those that are you going to join us in the future, Father? Lord, the ones that might hear this podcast, Lord God, on another platform, Father, on Facebook or on Twitter, Lord God. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would just be with us, that you would open up our ears, open up our minds, open up our hearts to receive what thus says the Lord tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. And amen. Amen. Numbers chapter 7 and verse 1 says, Now it came to pass when Moses had finished setting up the tabernacle, that he anointed it and consecrated it in all its furnishings and the altar and all its utensils. So he anointed them and consecrated them. 
Then the leaders of Israel, the heads of their fathers' houses, who were the leaders of the tribes over those who were numbered, made an offering. And they brought their offering before the Lord, six covered carts and twelve oxen, a cart for every two of the leaders, and for each one an ox. And they presented them before the tabernacle. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Accept these from them, that they may be used in doing the work of the tabernacle of meeting. And you shall give them to the Levites, to every man according to his service. So Moses took the carts and the oxen and gave them to the Levites. Two carts and four oxen he gave to the sons of Gershon, according to their service. And four carts and eight oxen he gave to the sons of Merari, according to their service, under the authority of Ithamar, the son of Aaron, the priest. But to the sons of Kohath he gave none because theirs was the service of the holy things, which they carried on their shoulders. Now the leaders offered the dedication offering for the altar when it was anointed. So the leaders offered their offering before the altar. For the Lord said to Moses, They shall offer their offering, one leader each day, for the dedication of the altar. And the one who offered his offering on the first day was Nashon, the son of Aminadab. From the tribe of Judah. His offering was one silver platter, the weight of which was 130 shekels, and one silver bowl of 70 shekels, according to the shekel of the sanctuary. Both of them full of fine flour mixed with oil as a grain offering, one gold pan of 10 shekels full of incense, one young bull, one ram, and one male lamb in its first year as a burnt offering one kid of the goats as a sin offering, and for the sacrifice of the peace offerings, two oxen, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs in their first year. This was the offering of Nashon, the son of Aminadab. On the second day, Nathaniel, Nathaniel, the son of Zuar, leader of Issachar, presented an offering. For his offering... He offered one silver platter, the weight of which was 130 shekels, and one silver bowl of 70 shekels, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, both of them full of fine flour mixed with oil as a grain offering, one gold pan of 10 shekels full of incense, one young bull, one ram, and one male lamb in its first year as a burnt offering, one kid of the goats as a sin offering, and as the sacrifice of peace offerings, two oxen, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs in their first year. This was the offering of Nathaniel, the son of Zoar. On the third day, Eliab, the son of Helon, leader of the children of Zebulun, presented an offering. His offering was one silver platter, the weight of which was 130 shekels, and one silver bowl of 70 shekels, According to the shekel of the sanctuary, both of them full of fine flour, mixed with oil as a grain offering, one gold pan of ten shekels full of incense, one young bull, one ram, and one male lamb in its first year as a burnt offering, one kid of the goats as a sin offering, and for the sacrifice of peace offerings, two oxen, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs in their first year. This was the offering of Eliab, the son of Helon. On the fourth day, Eliezer, the son of Shadur, leader of the children of Reuben, 
presented an offering. His offering was one silver platter, the weight of which was 130 shekels, and one silver bowl of 70 shekels, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, both of them full of fine flour, with oil as a grain offering. One gold pan of 10 shekels, full of incense, one young bull, one ram, one male lamb in its first year, as a burnt offering, one kid of the goats as a sin offering, and as the sacrifice of peace offerings, two oxen, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs in their first year. This was the offering of Elazur, the son of Shadur. On the fifth day, Shalumiel, the son of Zerishaddai, leader of the children of Simeon, presented an offering. His offering was one silver platter, the weight of which was 130 shekels, and one silver bowl of 70 shekels, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, both of them full of fine flour mixed with oil as a grain offering, one gold pan of 10 shekels full of incense, one young bull, one ram, and one male lamb in its first year as a burnt offering, one kid of the goats as a sin offering, and as a sacrifice of peace offerings, two oxen, five rams, five male goats, five male lambs in their first year. This was the offering of Shilumiel, the son of Zerishaddai. On the sixth day, Elisaph, the son of Deul, leader of the children of Gad, presented an offering. His offering was one silver platter, the weight of which was 130 shekels, and one silver bowl of 70 shekels, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, both of them full of fine flour mixed with oil as a grain offering, one gold pan of 10 shekels, full of incense, one young bull, one ram, and one male lamb in its first year as a burnt offering, one kid of the goats as a sin offering, and as the sacrifice of peace offerings, two oxen, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs in their first year. This was the offering of Elisaph, the son of Duel. On the seventh day, Elishama, the son of Amahud, leader of the children of Ephraim, presented an offering. His offering was one silver platter, the weight of which was 130 shekels, and one silver bowl of 70 shekels, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, both of them full of fine flour, mixed with oil as a grain offering, one gold pan of 10 shekels, full of incense, one young bull, one ram, and one male lamb in its first year, as a burnt offering. One kid of the goats is a sin offering, and as the sacrifice of peace offerings, two oxen, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs in their first year. This was the offering of Elishma, the son of Amahud. On the eighth day, Gamaliel, the son of Pedazur, the leader of the children of Manasseh, presented an offering. His offering was one silver platter, the weight of which was 130 shekels, and one silver bowl of 70 shekels, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, both of them full of fine flour, mixed with oil as a grain offering, one gold pan of 10 shekels full of incense, and one young bull, one ram, and one male lamb in its first year as a burnt offering, one kid of the goats as a sin offering, and as a sacrifice of peace offerings, two oxen, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs in their first year. This was the offering of Gamaliel, 
the son of Padazir. On the ninth day, Abadan, the son of Gideoni, leader of the children of Benjamin, presented an offering. His offering was one silver platter, the weight of which was 130 shekels, and one silver bowl of 70 shekels, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, both of them full of fine flour mixed with oil as a grain offering, one gold pan of 10 shekels full of incense, one young bull, one ram, and one male lamb in his first year as a burnt offering, one kid of the goats as a sin offering, and as a sacrifice of peace offerings, two oxen, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs in their first year. This was the offering of Abadan, the son of Gideoni. On the tenth day, Ahazir, the son of Amashadai, leader of the children of Dan, presented an offering. His offering was two, one silver platter, the weight of which was 130 shekels, and one silver bowl of 70 shekels, according to the shekel of the sanctuary both of them full of fine flour mixed with oil as a grain offering, one gold pan of 10 shekels full of incense, one young bull, one ram, and one male lamb in its first year as a burnt offering, one kid of the goats as a sin offering, and as a sacrifice of peace offerings, two oxen, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs in their first year. This was the offering of Hazir, the son of Amashadai. On the eleventh day, Pigiel, the son of Akran, leader of the children of Asher, presented an offering. His offering was one silver platter, the weight of which was 130 shekels, and one silver bowl of 70 shekels, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, both of them full of fine flour mixed with oil as a grain offering, one gold pan of 10 shekels, full of incense, one young bull, one ram, one male lamb in its first year as a burnt offering, one kid of the goats as a sin offering, as a sacrifice of peace offerings, two oxen, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs in their first year. This was the offering of Pegiel, the son of Akran. On the twelfth day, Ahira, the son of Enan, leader of the children of Nephtali, presented an offering. His offering was one silver platter, the weight of which was 130 shekels, and one silver bowl of 70 shekels, according to the shekel of the sanctuary. And uh, both of them full of fine flour mixed with oil as a grain offering, one gold pan of 10 shekels full of incense, one young bull, one ram, and one male lamb in its first year as a burnt offering, one kid of the goats as a sin offering, and as a sacrifice of peace offerings, two oxen, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs in their first year. This was the offering of Ahira, the son of Enan. This was the dedication offering for the altar from the leaders of Israel when it was, a, when it was anointed. Twelve silver platters, twelve silver bowls, and twelve gold, gold pans. Each silver platter weighed 130 shekels, and each bowl 70 shekels. All the silver of the vessel... <clears throat> weighed 120 shekels. All the oxen for the burnt offering were 12 young bulls, the rams 12, the male lambs in their first year 12, and their grain offering, and the kid of the goats is a sin offering 12. All the oxen for the sacrifice of the peace offerings were 24 bulls, the rams 60, the male goats 60, and the lambs in their first year 60. This was the dedication offering for the altar after it was night 
after it was anointed. Now when Moses went into the tabernacle of meeting to speak to him, he heard the voice of one speaking to him from above the mercy seat that was on the ark of the testimony from between the two cherubim. Thus he spoke to him. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron, and say to him, When you arrange the lamps, the seven lamps shall give light in front of the lampstand. And Aaron did so. And he arranged the lamps to face toward the front of the lampstand, as the Lord commanded Moses. Now this workmanship of the lampstand was hammered gold. From its shaft to its flowers it was hammered work. According to the pattern which the Lord had shown Moses, so he made the lampstand. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Take the Levites from among the children of Israel and cleanse them ceremonially. Thus you shall do to them to cleanse them, sprinkle water of purification on them, and let them shave all their body, and let them wash their clothes, and so make themselves clean. Then let them take a young bull with its grain offering of fine flour mixed with oil, and you shall take another young bull as a sin offering. And you shall bring the Levites before the tabernacle of meeting. And you shall gather together the whole congregation of the children of Israel. So you shall bring the Levites before the Lord, and the children of Israel shall lay, hand, shall lay their hands on the Levites. And Aaron shall offer the Levites before the, Lord, before the Lord like a wave offering from the children of Israel, that they may perform the work of the Lord. Then the Levites shall lay their hands on the heads of the young bulls, and you shall offer one as a sin offering and the other as a burnt offering to the Lord to make atonement for the Levites. And you shall stand the Levites before Aaron and his sons and then offer them like a wave offering to the Lord. Thus you shall separate the Levites from among the children of Israel and the Levites shall be mine. After that, the Levites shall go into service, the tabernacle of meeting. So you shall cleanse them and offer them like a wave offering for they are wholly given to me from among the children of Israel. I have taken them for myself instead of all who open the womb, the firstborn of all the children of Israel. For all the firstborn among the children of Israel are mine, both man and beast. On the day that I struck all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, I sanctified them to myself. I have taken the Levites instead of all the firstborn of the children of Israel. And I have given the Levites as a gift to Aaron and his sons from among the children of Israel to do the work for the children of Israel in the tabernacle of meeting and to make atonement for the children of Israel, that there be no plague among the children of Israel when the children of Israel come near the sanctuary. Thus Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the children of Israel did to the Levites according to all that the Lord had commanded Moses concerning the Levites. So the children of Israel did to them. And the Levites purified themselves and washed their clothes. Then Aaron presented them like a wave offering before the Lord. And Aaron made atonement for them to cleanse them. After that, the Levites went in to do their work in the tabernacle of meeting before Aaron and his sons. As the Lord commanded Moses concerning the Levites, so they did to them. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, This is what pertains to the Levites. From 25 years old and above, one may enter to perform service in the work of the tabernacle of meeting. And at the age of 50 years, they must cease performing this work and shall work no more. They may minister with their brethren in the tabernacle of meeting to attend to needs, but they themselves shall do no work. 
Thus you shall do to the Levites regarding their duties. And we're going to stop right there. Um, that's numbers 7 and 8. And we're going to jump over to Psalms chapter 54. Psalms chapter 54 says, Save me, O God, by your name, and vindicate me by your strength. Hear my prayer, O God. Give ear to the words of my mouth. For strangers have risen up against me, and oppressors have sought after my life. But they have not set God before them. Selah. Behold, God is my helper. The Lord is with those who uphold my life. He will repay my enemies for their evil and cut them off in your truth. I will freely sacrifice to you. I will praise your name, O Lord, for it is good. For he has delivered me out of all my trouble, and my eye has seen its desire upon mine enemies. You know, if we could just pray this scripture tonight. Save me, O God, by your name, and vindicate me by your strength. What does that mean? It means that... The Bible says that the name of Jesus, at the name of Jesus, at the moment that the name of Jesus is spoken, says every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord to the glory of God the Father. We know that his name has power in it. We know that his name has authority in it. We know that his name is higher than any other name in all of the universe. And so we have to remember that that's who we're asking to save us. So when we are in trouble, when we have problems, when we have situations that are going on in our hearts and in our lives, and we just don't understand what's going on, we can turn to God and trust that he will save us. Why? Because he is our strength. Because he is the one that takes care of us. Psalms 91 and verse 1 says, They that dwell in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, He is my fortress, He is my God. In Him will I trust. He goes on to talk about all the fiery darts of the wicked and how His shield will be there and how it will block everything that the devil tries to send your way. Listen, that's the God that we serve. That's the God that we're asking to hear our prayer tonight. So I just want to challenge you. What is your prayer? What is it that you need from God tonight? Hear my prayer, O oh God. Give ear to the words of my mouth. What does that mean? It means that in other portions of Psalms, he says he inclined his ear to me. He inclined his ear it's almost like he got out of his chair and he got down on the floor and he put his ear to the floor and he said, my kids, they need me. My kids, they're talking to me. My kids, they've got issues. My kids, they've got problems. My kids, they need healing. My kids, they need strength. My kids. And I can just imagine his ear to the ground listening to everything that it is that we have. And then he gets up from the ground and he looks over to the throne and there his father. 
There's his father standing or sitting right there on the throne. And he was just sitting at the right hand of his father. So he goes back and he takes his rightful place at the right hand of his father. And he whispers in his daddy's ear. Hey, there's some people down there in the world that they're dealing with cancer. And they're asking us for help. You know, I I saw um, our new president in America, Joe Biden. I, I saw that um, after he eradicates this nation is, is basically he's saying uh, from COVID-19 that the next thing that he's going to tackle is cancer. Can I just tell you that we know the cure to cancer? I have seen God do it so many times before. We have a lady in our church that's been healed three different times from cancer. And you say, Jason, but she's been healed three different times. Yes. And God's healing her a fourth time. Do you know why? Because there have been opportunities for that young lady to sit in um, inoculation chairs and, and to sit in places where she's having to have infusions and all of that kind of stuff. And she gets to speak the wonderful works of God. She gets to tell these doctors and these nurses and these technicians and all of these different people all about their, her God and, and how great he is and how great of a healer he is. See, we don't understand sometimes why we go through these things, but God's got a plan and a purpose for everything that we go through in life. All we have to do is trust him that he's going to be there to help us and guide us along the way. So he's right there. He says he inclines his ear to us. He's listening to the words that are coming out of our mouth right now. And then like I say, he goes over to his daddy and he says, hey, they need help with cancer. Hey, they need help with COVID. Hey, they need financial uh, help. Hey, they need relational help. Hey, they need this and they need that. Uh, and his dad just sits there and goes, I know. And I already got it taken care of. I've got this person over here that's going to bless them financially. I've got this person over here that's the doctor that has been set aside specifically for them and for the healing of their bodies. I have this person sitting over here that is just the right person for that man or that woman that has been seeking the the mate for their life. I've got just that right person set right over here. I've got everything under control. All they got to do is trust me. All they got to do is follow me. All they got to do is listen to what it is that I have to say, and I will bless them. So can we do that tonight? Can we offer to him all of the things that are going on in our lives? He already knows. His word says to cast all of your cares upon him because he cares for you. He cares for you. He's got that unconditional love for you in his heart right now. And he's sitting up there in heaven. He ain't sleeping. I know it's early in the morning where I'm at. And I'm sure it's probably a lot earlier slash later in the morning in other places. But listen, he ain't sleeping. He, he ain't sleeping. What does Psalms 23 say? He neither slumbers nor sleeps. The Lord is my keeper. 
The Lord is the shade upon my right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth. And I love this because it didn't just stop there, but it says even forevermore. Do you know we're still living in the forevermore? So that means that when the Bible says that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, he is. He has not changed. There is no shadow of turning in him. There is no wavering. There is no doubting. There is nothing in him but pure love for you. He just wants the best for you. He just wants you to fit into the plans and the purposes that he has for your life today. So let's pray. Ask big. Don't be afraid to ask big because he's a big, big God. Father, tonight, I thank you for your word. Lord, I thank you that in everything that we've read tonight, Lord God, we've seen the power of God on display. Father, thank you. Lord God, your word says that we can ask and we shall receive. We can seek and we shall find. We can knock and the door shall be opened unto us. And then it goes on to say, for everyone that asks receives and everyone that seeks finds and everyone that knocks, the door is open. God, thank you. Thank you, Father. Lord, there are many, many, many needs, Lord God, that I know are represented on this podcast tonight, Lord God, and all across the world. Lord, there are needs that are represented. Father, I have friends right now, Lord God, that are dealing with serious COVID complications. And Lord God, I know that COVID-19 is nothing for you. So Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray for Josh. Lord, you know Josh, you love Josh. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would be with him, that you would encourage him, Lord God, right in that hospital bed, right there in that room, Lord God, where he's having to lay on his stomach for 20 hours a day, Lord God, just to be able to breathe, Father. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that by your stripes he is healed in Jesus' name. From the top of his head to the soles of his feet, oh God, I pray by your stripes he is healed in Jesus' name. Father, I pray for Pastor White. Lord God, I pray for uh, each and every person in Ketchikan, Lord, that is dealing with COVID right now. Father, we know that there were still more positive cases that popped up today, Lord God. Father, I'm just praying for a complete end to COVID-19 in my hometown, in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for what you're doing in Alaska. I thank you for what you're doing in America. I thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing around the world. Father, I thank you that you have called us for such a time as this, O oh God. Father, we just pray for those that have cancer tonight. We pray for those that have leukemia tonight. We pray, Lord God, for those that are bound up in drug addiction and they feel like they're never going to get free. We pray for those ladies that are out there on the street tonight, Lord God, selling themselves for the almighty dollar. 
Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would save each and every single one of them, Lord God. Save the homeless people of our communities. Save the prostitutes of our communities. Save the drug dealers of our communities. God, I pray that you would empty out the prisons, Lord God, and that the vicious cycle of violence and the vicious cycle of all of these things that are going on in people's hearts and lives would end by the power of God. Lord, I know, Lord God, I feel as though you are inclining your ear to everything that we're praying tonight. Now, Father, I pray, touch us, be with us, guide us and direct us. Lord, as we go to church tomorrow morning, Lord God, let your Holy Spirit fall in church houses all across this nation and all across this world, Lord God. Father, if the church is a Bible-believing church, Lord God, if they preach the word of God, Father, fall. Move by your spirit. Holy Spirit, have your way. Show up and show off. Do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we could ask or think. Lord, I love you tonight. And God, I thank you that all of these requests that have been asked tonight, Lord God, you are already acting on them. You are already healing. You are already restoring. You are already setting free, Lord God. And we just give you all the praise and the glory for what you're about to do in Jesus' name. And amen. Amen. Well, God bless you guys tonight. Remember, Jesus loves you. We do too. We'll see you back here again tomorrow night for another episode of The Word in a Year. God bless you.